0: Friends. It's a great privilege for me to be here tonight, this Valley of the Sunshine, to represent to this audience of believers Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in the way of praying for the sick, manifestation of his being, And we pray that God will do the exceedingly abundantly tonight, greater in his, for his glory than any time in the services past. It certainly has been a wonderful two days of service that we have already had. I was thinking today that the best that I can remember, the tide of spiritual enthusiasm is riding higher than Phoenix than any time I've ever seen it, even to the time that I was here first. It seemingly that you're on the verge of a great revival. I pray to God that it will begin now. Two great, uh, play, outstanding uh, pouring out places in the city tonight that I know of. Two evangelistic meetings, many churches that's praying. I'll tell you a little secret. You might not know it, but it's true. There's two women that's hid away, Christian women, and they won't appear until the end of the meeting. It's never me or nothing praying for me on this platform. We'll be in there seven days now of praying for this meeting. That's what does it. God rest, bless their gallant soul, fasting and praying that God will give us victory he'll certainly do it. He will be obligated to do it. If we'll just ask him and believe it, he will. <clears throat> tonight, I'm happy tonight to have with me again Brother Jack Moore and Brother Young Brown, who was my first uh, associates to be with me here in Phoenix the first time I come. And there are certainly two gallant brothers I don't say that because they're standing here, you know what I say anytime. Man that has meant much to me in my life, in my spiritual uh, career. A man who believes God to the fullest extent, believes that he's able and willing and will do anything that needs to be did. Anything that his people will desire and ask, he'll do it. And that's Gives me a lot of consolation. I'm wondering where the little Spanish choir is. I told Brother Moore today that they sang for us the other night. And uh, I tell you, was, we'd sure like to get a, a picture of those doing that. I told them they increased a little, got better in their singing. The little girls and boys in the choir. It's certainly marvelous. We appreciate it. Just as I was brought in just now, Brother Moore came back to the two ladies who was just singing, said sound like he was in heaven out here. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. I when I get across on the other side, I've always told people, if you want to look for me, well, right where the water, the sea of life comes out from under the throne, you know, where well, it goes down this way and turns eastward. And right across over on that big bank. The angelic choir sits there. They sing all the time because there's no night. You know, they're singing. All these fine voices of this earth is gathered around there singing praise to the Lamb on His throne. I'll be sitting right across on the other side listening at Him, so you you hunt me right there. That's where you'll find me. I just want to sit down under that evergreen tree and just relax a few thousand years just to look it all over. Won't they be wonderful? That may sound mythical, but it may not be just that way. But anyhow, by God's grace, I want to be there, yes, I want to be there. And I believe that by His grace, unmerited grace that I have of my own, is none of my own, that He gave me, by no merits that I had to present, I'll be there. Or those that He has called, He has chosen, and those that He has... That he those who he called he justified, and those who he justified he has glorified. Already. And with this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. Amen. Right in the presence of his beings tonight, in his sight, we are already glorified. Those who he justified, he has past him, glorified. And what makes you a Christian is because And long for that perfection is because the perfection's laying right out there. That other glorified body, when this one is moved out of, you move into that one.
1: That marvelous. What are
0: we scared about then? (laughs) We just believe in then the master of all of it, that all things work together for good to them that love God. Nothing can harm us. Just as peaceful as little children playing around. We got a heavenly Father who watches over us. Whatever. He sees we have need of, he just presents it to us. I used to have to shift for myself, but since I found him to be my father, why—he well, he does it for me. I found out this in my twenty-one years of experience of preaching the gospel. Any job that's too big for my Lord to attack, what's use of me trying it? And I just let him have it. So. Just committed to him, he promised to take care of me. when. Opposition comes, I just commit it to him, because he said he would do it for me, and if he can't do it, I know there's no need of us trying it, so we just live peacefully and go on. He brings it out all right. No need of getting all fretted up and stewing about it, Why he's just going to make it all right. <laughs> Amen. I love him for that, don't you? Let's read some out of his precious words, so I won't be late in the to service tonight. The reason I read from his word each time is because that I know to this audience the purchase of his blood. If I read one sentence out of his word here, if you don't get no more than that, you'll be blessed by coming here. And what I read here is his word. It will never change, it will never pass away. It's eternally right. Mine may fail. Because I'm just a man. Speak like any other man, make mistakes and everything. But when he speaks, Mark His words is the truth. And this is His Word. Primarily this is this is the foundation. And every church, every born again person is built upon this foundation. Jesus Christ the chief cornerstone. And He is the gate, the door of entrance to all eternal blessings. He is the gate, the door to the sheepfold. And this Bible is his word. And if a man, woman, or whoever speaks anything to be truth that's contrary to the contents of this Bible, it's wrong. That's right. It's absolutely wrong. But if the man speaks and it's backed up by this Bible, then it's truth. Every word of it's truth. And I have tried by God's help to make the ministry that the Lord Jesus to present it to the people upon a solid, basic foundation, God's eternal word. It's got to be here. If I come and told you that uh, God gave me power to go and make the blind to see and the deaf to hear, that would be contrary to his word. See? If I told you that that you touch the pole there and you'd get well. That's contrary to his word. See? But when it comes preaching the gospel, the gospel is the good news that Jesus has come and has redeemed us, died in our stead, and ascended up and sitting at the right hand of the majesty of God making intercession on our confession. That's the gospel. See? He's making what intercessions, on our confession. No matter how weak, how sick, how far in sin, whatever the condition is, He's there to make intercession upon what we confess that He has did for us. And anything that was included in the atonement wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, the chastening of our peace upon Him, with His stripes we were healed any of those things, those attributes of His death. That we take in our heart and believe to be the truth and confess that He has done it before He ever, we feel anything about it. He's before God to make it right, to make intercession. If I was paralyzed, and in my heart I believe He healed me. I'd confess that I was healed. If I couldn't move a, a muscle, I'd, and I I'd believed it, I'd confess that I was healed. And then according if I mean that from my heart, not just mentally upset, but from my heart, if I mean that before God, He's making intercessions upon my confession.
1: Hallelujah. That's
0: right. And he has to bring it to pass. Just think of that. Now in his presence. See? Hebrews three one said he's the high priest of our profession. Profess and confess is the same word profess anything or confess anything, confess means to say the same thing. If God said, By his stripes you're healed, then I say, By his stripes, I was healed. He said, He bore my sins, I say, He bore my sins. I don't have them anymore. He bore them. He said, He healed me when He died for me at Calvary with stripes, I say, He healed me there. I believe it right now and accept it. That settles it. And I, no matter how I feel, how this the the it looks, if I say, Well, look, you say you're healed, and look, uh, look at your body that don't have a thing to do with it. Not one thing. God's done said so. It ain't what I can see, it's what I believe When I was so sick that I couldn't hold a mouthful of food on my stomach, the best doctors in the nation had examined me said it's impossible for him to get well. And I read God's Word, and I asked God to help me, and I eat cornbread, beans, and onions. And I took a big mouthful and my mother got scared and called the doctor. I swallowed him and when I swallowed it, come right back up again. I helped my hand over my mouth. No, no. Can't do that. God done said so. And I swallowed it back and come back and swallowed it again. Just kept on until it stayed down. I got me another mouthful and kept on like that. Day after day, walking down the street and I had to hold my hand against my stomach. It was hurting so bad. Praising God for my healing. Tears run down my eyes and suck sulfur. Suffered Suffering so bad. Some of them say, how you feeling, Mr. Branham? I said, just wonderful. Praise the Lord. Heal. healed. You're healed? I say, yes, sir. Praise the Lord. I'm healed. Just like gall. Why? Somebody said, you lied, Brother Branham. No, I never. I believe that when Jesus died, he healed me, and I accepted it It had to be so. I wasn't confessing what I felt. I was confessing what I believed. Huh? I believe his word was eternally the truth. It couldn't pass away. It was absolutely the truth. And my feelings had nothing to do with it. That's right. That's why I accept him for my salvation. I'm not saved tonight because I feel happy. That's not the reason I'm saved. I'm not saved because I shout. I'm not saved because I spoke with tongues. I don't make me saved. I'm saved tonight because I met God's conditions of his Bible. Right. God said so, and that's my faith. I believe I'm saved because I've done what he said. Jesus said, Whosoever he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but pass from death to life. I believe it. I've accepted on those bases. That settles it. I'm saved. Satan can beat me around the stump with my feelings. A drunk man can come in and say, I feel just as good as you do. He probably does. But he hasn't got the faith in the thing that I got. (laughs) See? I'm saved because, not because I feel like it. I'm saved because I've met God's requirements. And you're healed the same way. As I've often quoted this little story. One of the greatest things, enemies that God has, or the human race has, and God's, all your enemy is his enemy, of course, is sight and time man says, Show me. I believe it. I can't believe it unless I see it. Seeing is believing. You've heard that. Just let me show you what an arrow that is. Come here, Brother Brown. Let me show you an arrow. A man standing before me, a little taller than I, with a blue suit and a blue tie How many believe that? Sure, all we can see knows that's true. Now, that's why I know he's there. Well, I know he's there now, and I can't see him. Then seeing's not believing, is it? How do I know he's there? I can feel him. Is that right? Then seeing's not believing. You want to argue with me he's not there? (laughs) 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 I got just as much confidence that he's there as he was while I was looking at him. See? Because he's there, I feel him. Now it's impossible for me to feel him. He's out of my reach. But he's there because I see him. Thank you. See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. God gave man those things to contact his earthly home, but by faith you believe God.
1: Now what is faith?
0: Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You say that shirt's white. Yes. Well, now, if your faith says that you're going to be healed just as sure as your this is true to you, and just as real, that your sight says that's white, it's not even being prayed for, you're already healed. That's it. You go home. So you're going to get well, you can't keep from it. See? It's not just a emotional, it's not something mystic. It's a fact, the truth. Sight will fail. Faith everything else will fail, but faith. Faith can't fail. See? Because it goes into the supernatural realm. And it can't fail. Now the Lord bless you. Dwell upon these things while I read a chapter out of his Bible here and maybe pass a few comments for the next 15 minutes or so, then we'll have the prayer line. Keep your minds on this—God's Word will never fail. No matter how you—if you accept the death sitting there and crippled up in that chair, if you accept the teachings of the Lord Jesus and accept him as your healer, and if you are rolled out of here tonight in that chair, the same thing, that won't have one thing to do with it. You're still—well, you have to. Many people think that symptoms—when they see symptoms, that's what they look at. You can't be saved on what you see. You've got to be saved on what you believe. Is that right? You're not saved by feeling. You're not healed by feeling. Well when I was first converted and received the Holy Spirit, the devil beat me harder than he ever did. I still believe I had the Holy Ghost because I met God's requirements. God gave me the Holy Ghost, and I know He did.
1: See?
0: Now that's the same thing. Now we take, for instance, like a fellow in the Bible. I'll give you just this before we read. There was a man in the Bible who really had an awful case of symptoms, and that was a fellow named Jonah. The Lord told him to do something, and he didn't do it. Then he backslid. And he got out on the sea, and the sea was all roaring and going on, and and the ship was about to sink because there was a backslidden minister on the the ship. And he confessed that he was the guilty one, didn't want the whole congregation to perish with him, so they tied his hands behind him and threw him out of the ship. God was determined to have his word preached just the same. And as a big fish or whale swallowed up Jonah, and the fish, when he prowls through his wad, the waters until he finds what he's food, then he goes down to the bottom and rests his swimmers on the bottom of the sea. Feed your goldfish and watch them do the same. Well, now look at this preacher now. He was t- on a stormy sea, backslid, hands tied behind him, in the belly of a whale in the bottom of the sea. Talk about symptoms. <laughs> he had them. If he looked this way, it was the whale's belly. If he looked back this way, it was the whale's belly. Perhaps sitting up down there, and that's the whale's belly. And the seaweeds wrapped around his neck, the vomit of the whale—everywhere he looked, it was a whale's belly. And he's worse off than anybody in here tonight. He? Well, he looked at all of that, but he, what did he say? There are lying vanities. He said, Once more will I look to your temple, Lord. Because when Solomon dedicated that temple and the pillar of fire went in behind that temple and settled down, Solomon asked God if his people got in trouble anywhere and would look towards that temple and pray, then for him to hear from heaven. And Jonah believed that that God heard Solomon's prayer, and you know what? God kept him alive for three days and nights and brought him right back and loosed him and put him in Nineveh to preach the gospel. Now Jonah, under those circumstances, could refuse to see the whale's belly, could refuse to see his backslidden condition, but with faith look beyond that stormy sea, his backslidden condition, the depth of the water, the whale, his conditions and where he was, and say, I'll look to your holy temple, and God delivered him up on deck faith in that earthly temple, how much more ought to you tonight to refuse to see your stomach trouble, heart trouble, whatever it is, and look beyond the veil yonder where Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the majesty of God with his bloody garments waving back and forth, making intercessions upon your confession. My! Just refuse to see any of it? The devil brought it to you, just throw it right back in his face and walk away from it. Just refuse to have it. That's what we got to do. Is that right? in the Scripture now, in Luke, the eighth chapter and the fiftieth verse. And when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, only believe, and she shall be made whole. Now we bow our heads while we talk to the author of this Scripture. Kind heavenly Father, we approach thee in the name of thy beloved child Jesus, to thank thee for the blessings that thou hast given to us, we unworthy people. And thou hast redeemed us all together by grace, by election of God, thou hast called us into this blessed hope that we have tonight in Christ Jesus. And we thank thee for it. And now as we're gathered here tonight in this lovely big city, we pray that you'll come down into our midst. There's no building on earth worthy for you to step in. There's no people worthy for you to speak to, but thou hast not considered that. You've come to the poor, to the low, the ignorant, the outcast, and we thank thee for—we're so glad that you're a god like that. What could we do if you were haughty and indifferent, but thou art that, that kind of a father? You're sweet and loving forgiving, and that just makes us love you that much more. Now, Father, you don't beat us as the cruelty of a serpent, but you'll love us as the love of a father can only love Forgive us, Lord. We are all guilty of sin and indifference towards thee, and let thy blood atone for us tonight. And in these next few words, circumcise the lips of the speaker and the hearts of the hearer that Jesus Christ may be exalted before the audience for we ask that in his name. Amen. Our text is dealing tonight, of course, with the resurrection of the of Jerias' daughter. Our kind loving Savior has spent much time just before this. He is busy all the time, moving from place to place, crossing seas, filling ways, giving maniacs the right minds. He was always busy about the Father's business. He was a very humble son, and obedience even to death. night before that or two, he had crossed the sea, and the disciples had been very weary, and it's still the sea for them. Crossed all the way over into uh, Gadarea, where there was a maniac. Taking the chance of crossing the stormy Sea when the devils of the sea swore they'd drown him that night. But he went over there to the cry of one person. One poor maniac. Lost his mind. Perhaps a good man one time. Walked up right before God, but probably got in the wrong crowd. Might be started drinking or something. Lost his mind. And he lived out in the tombs where the demons lived put him in chains, and he had supernatural powers, he'd break those chains, and jump on man and beat him and kill him if he could when he come by. That poor fellow maybe had an old gray-headed mother somewhere praying for him. Jesus crossed the sea all the way over to Gadarea to give mercy to one man. He'd do the same tonight, where one humble soul is calling to him. He'd cross seas or leave the heavens to answer that prayer. The same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. He went up on a mountain. Prior to this time, he watched the little ship as it went out into the ocean. The disciples had left the shore, and they left without him. They got in trouble. You know, did you ever watch that? If you and I leave without Jesus, we're going to get in trouble, too. The devil's going to set a trap for us just as soon as we get out from under that shelter of his protection. The devil set a trap for him, for the disciples.
1: But here's the lovely part.
0: Though they had left without him, he climbed up on the mountain and was watching them. I like that. He's climbed up on the ramparts of glory tonight, watching us. His eyes on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. He said, Even a sparrow couldn't fall to the ground without the father knowing him. How much does he know that this man's in a wheelchair and that little baby laying there and the lady sitting here suffering with cancer and so forth? How he knows those things, knows all things. He's just as concerned as he can be. He knows all things. And then when he came to him, we'll notice over at the other shore there's a a little fellow by the name of Gerard. And he was a nice little man. I believe that Drys was a secret believer. He didn't want people to know about it. There's a lot of people like that in Phoenix tonight. If they'd be right here in this meeting, if the pastor wouldn't put him out of church Sunday for coming. <laughs> they believe it, but they're afraid. Darius believed too, but he was afraid. He believed when he heard about Jesus, the things that was done. He was different from any other man. He knew that was God's servant, God's son. He knew he had to be more than a man, and he believed the ministry, though he was all bound up with an organization that he couldn't move, or they strictly said that any man that hears this fanatic is just might as well take your church papers and go on because you're going to be put out of the synagogue, considered a heretic. So. You know, anybody that's deep sincere like Dry, sometimes God has to work things around to make them to be a believer and come out and confess some things. Don't you believe that? Yeah. He does. He had one little daughter, she was about twelve years old. She took sick. Most all men would do this, they called the doctor, I guess. And the doctor looked the child over and said, Well, perhaps I'll give her a round of medicine and next day he'd come back and the child was worse and grew worse all the time. I'd imagine Jairus way back down in the Gabriel end of his soul. He thought, I "Wonder where Jesus is? <laughs> if I have to have him, you know." That's the way a lot of people think. Oh, that's right. I I really believe it, but I, for my social prestige, I just can't confess it like that. The world's full of them tonight. Looking to man, fear a man. Don't fear a man who can kill the body, but fear him who can kill both body and soul. Okay? Don't care what the people say. There's a many people to th- down- and town tonight, riding around in big nice Cadillac cars and things, up to date in what's called the social ranks of the world, would love to be enjoying the, the experience of some of these poor dear people sitting here tonight, maybe don't even know where the meal will come from tomorrow. They'd like to do it. But for their social standing, see what a cursed money is and riches? No wonder Jesus said, seriously, a rich man can enter the gates of heaven. Like the camel going through the eye of the needle, has to unload his burdens and get on his knees and crawl under. He can get there, but he has to unload first. Jarius the finally, the hour came when the doctor walked out and told Jarius, he said, you're a priest, you're at the temple, and a fine man, I've liked you, and I've been your doctor for many years, perhaps, he said these words, but I hate to tell you, but your child's going to die. Oh, my. Going to die, yes. And all the people begin weeping. Now. The hour comes for action. <laughs> Not wait till I see Jesus again, or wait till a convenient time, or some night I'll slip over and listen at him. But time come for action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If there ever was a
0: time for action it's now the midnight hour has come you've got to act. i've got to get to him perhaps somebody had already told him that jesus was coming anybody ever tell you that jesus is coming at the same time he was crossing the sea getting to him god always puts his man there just at the right time just you believe him is that right So I can see him get his little coat and throw it on him and pull his hat down or whatever he had and start off down the street. I can hear some of his members say, where are you going? I'm going to find Jesus. Well now, looking here, don't you disgrace our church. The fool was such a fanatic as that. Do you not know the high priest, he said, he'll put all those out? Now, at the next general council, we'll put you out. We'll church. (laughs) That still exists, too. we we'll have our next meeting, we'll see that we get another pastor. We just can't stand that kind of stuff in our church. <laughs> but Uriah had a need. His baby was laying down. The doctor had done all he could do. He must contact God. Amen. When a man gets desperate like that, he's going to find something. Hallelujah! That's where I had to get one time, a desperate moment when a male was looking in the face and said, he's just got a few minutes to live. I got desperate. I found him. I'm not condemning your eyes. I'm one with him. <laughs> I'm just glad I found him. That's right. When of you little eyes, start down the street. He didn't care if they put him out of the council or whatever. Say, wait. I believe there's a Pentecostal organization called council. I don't mean that council, but I mean any council or whatever council. it is. Yes, sir. All right. He said, now, he started down, he didn't care where he lost the church, where he lost every friend he had. He had one alternative. That was find Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Somebody told him Jesus was coming, so he went to find out. Now I see the little old ship or little boat, the disciples uh, pulling, Jesus sitting in the back with his head down, moved into the willows, and I hear the willows parting as the little boat got to the shore, and Simon Peter jumps out and grabs a hole of the rope, wraps it around a tie post somewhere. Up on the hill said a little woman knitting. one so wonder what's all the discouragement, all the upset about down there. She looked down, someone said, You know that healer? He's come to our town. That's him down there. Don't go down now. But that poor little woman had had a blood issue for many years. She'd sold all she had. Give it to the doctors, and none of them could help her. They couldn't stop the issue of blood. She said, If that man is the son of God who he claims to be, I won't have to have him to pray for me. I'll go down there and just touch the border of his garment, and I'll get well. That's right. I'll just touch his garment, and I'll be well. In other words, if I can make some kind of a contact, I'll get well. And I see her coming, pale face, withered up, later knitting down, and here she comes down the hill. There's the priest saying, Where are you going? I'm going to meet this man, Jesus. Do you realize that we'll put you out of the church? I don't care." And away she went, right on through then. Here stood another man saying, Do you know the days of miracles is passed? Don't you know I'm a teacher of the scripture? We haven't had miracles since the death of the last prophet. Well, we don't have no miracles. Them days has passed. Moses did miracles, but this guy's just a fanatic. It's just a bunch of psychology. That's all it is. I could just see her. They said, you cannot go. I could see her dump her little head down and just crawl between your legs and go right on anyhow. She wanted to get to Jesus, for she said, if I can get to him, I'll touch him and I'll get well. That's it. That's something. Away she went. Jesus, everybody around him like that, and she crawled up behind him and she touched his garment. And when she touched his garment, he stopped, looked around over the audience. Something happened. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, yes. You'll do the same thing here. Just touch him one time and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look around. The daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. 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 This is not here, it. it's in the Bible. <laughs> sure. Thy faith has saved thee. And the woman felt in her body that the blood issue had stopped. Little Gerias had met him and said, Master, my little girl is laying at the point of death. Won't you come heal her? And he said, I'll go. Said, Come lay your hands on her. Now that was his point of contact to lay hands on. The woman, her point of contact, was touch his garment, according to your faith. Be it unto you. Here he goes, and walking along, and I imagine a little dry as his heart, beating heavy anyhow, looked around and see who all around, all of them sudden, and said, Isn't that dry? Isn't that our—one of our local pastors here in the city? Well, here he's having a—I bet he's come to sit for his girl, because we've heard she's been sick a while. Wait till the next council, we'll fix that guy, we'll put him out, we'll learn how to believe these fanatics, mm-hmm, we'll take care of him. Now I can see a little drive. He didn't care. He'd already contacted Jesus. The man won't contact Jesus, he's a different man. (laughs) That's right. Oh, he was smiling. (laughs) He didn't care. There stood all the priests. Good evening, brother. Walk on. He didn't care. Not a bit of red in his face. He'd contact Jesus. Looked over and seen Jesus. It's all right now. He's going up to my house. Brother, when Jesus comes to your house, everything's all right then. Amen. That's all. He's coming up to my house. Well. Satan always does these things, you know, like this. And about that time here, come a little fellow, perhaps with ashes on his head, which was a sign in those days in the Orient as a sign of message of sorrow. That don't trouble the master. Your daughter is already dead. Then the blow came. I can see little old Jesus' heart skip a beat. He looked around and he started to scream. He looked over toward Jesus. I can see him slowly turn his head. Don't fear. Only believe. That's all right. His heart started back beating normally again. As long as Jesus said, only believe that, and it with him. He noticed he was a believer. Straightened up, swallowed a few times to get his heart back in the right place, started walking on. Jesus said, didn't I say you believe you see the glory of God? <laughs> Moving on. Come on down the house and hear the people was out in the yard screaming and a carrying on. There comes our pastor with that fanatic. I hear some of them say, if your doctor has said that nothing can be done for the girl, you ought to know not to fool around them fanatics. If your doctor said nothing can be done, nothing can be done. But he was wrong. <laughs> Though he's done his best, not disregarding him, and many times he's wrong today, too. He's just a man like I am, and you are. That if you're doctoring it over now, the girl's dead and she's laying in there. And now you've brought disgrace to her church. The girl's already dead and she's laying in there. And now you got him over here and there. She's dead, died while he was coming. What a disgrace you brought on our church! That didn't bother her, drive. He moved right on. Jesus don't done said only believe. In my heart, he says I believe. Jesus told me if I believe, I see something. I'm believing. I'm going on. That's the way to do it. I can see some of his neighbors going out and say, why, they won't even move out of the neighborhood, perhaps. But he went right on in. There are the people, and Jesus said, give peace, or play, why all this to do? Why screaming and weeping? Don't do that. Said, the girl's not dead. She's sleeping. Well, they said, now we know he's crazy. We know he's a fanatic now. We know the man don't know what he's talking about, because we know she's dead. We've been bombed her and laid her out on that couch put the flowers around her. We know she said, but Jesus knew better. Hallelujah. Don't make any difference what the people says, it's what Jesus said. Don't make any difference what mama said, it's what Jesus said. Don't make any difference what the pastor says, it's what Jesus said. Don't make any difference what brother Branham said, it's what Jesus said. Don't make any difference what the doctor said, it's what Jesus said. He said, only believe. So Jesus put them all out of the house. You know, that's a pretty good lesson right there. Those who wouldn't believe him got put out. I imagine there'd be a whole lot of that at the resurrection, don't you imagine so? He put them out. They get them out. He took the ones who really believe. I see Jariah, and stepped over the corner and said, Now, Mother, act nice. This is him. This is the one the prophets and all spoke of. And he told me not to fear. And, Mother, in my heart since I've met him, something has happened. I hear a mother say, you know what, when I looked at him, something happened to me. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> That's it. Only get in contact with him. That's all. So Why? So the others didn't have any need. These had a need. It's just those who have a need, get in contact. But I believe him. I've, I've never heard him say no more than give peace. That's all I've heard him say. But something peace entered me. <laughs> and I believe with him. I see Jesus look around and say, now father and mother, you come with me. And Peter, James, and John—you come, too—faith, hope, and charity. <laughs> you come along with me. And he went into the room? Put all the outsiders out? There he was, standing there on the outside wall around—the very autopsy! That fanatic! I'm a priest! And he put me out of the building! I'll make a difference who you are. <laughs> You're just a man in the sight of God, that's all. You might have a lot of social prestige and have DDs hung on your name, but that don't make you no more than that bootlegger that was converted about an hour ago. That's
1: right.
0: He said, "Well, look who I am! I've got a social standing. I'm a red scholar," and he cut me out, such a wall, but it was on the outside. And Jesus was possessed with all the fine qualities of God. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself. When everything was failed around here, He was possessed with a power that He could speak in another tongue. He called an unknown tongue, so that's out like that, and that's girl's soul that had done sailed out to eternity on her, returned back into her body.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Tuck her by the hand. Of course, her blood been taken from her, been bombed, said she's weak now. Give her something to eat. Oh, my. What wow, a holy ghost meeting in I can see little old Josh's eyes and spark and said, Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Out into the room, out into the street, everywhere else. Tell everybody, Didn't I tell you? See, fear not. Only believe. All things are possible to them that believe. No matter what the circumstance is, what Papa says, what Mama says, we're believing what God says. And the Bible says in Hebrews thirteen eight that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? right. Then if He's the same, He cannot be a dead Christ
1: and be as He was then.
0: Because so He was alive. He walked on the shores of Galilee. He was alive. He not only walked on the shores of Galilee, He walked on Galilee, like it was on the shores. But well, He's risen from the dead, and He lives tonight, not in body form here on earth, but in spiritual form, the Holy Ghost. He was made manifest in flesh in order to take away sin. But a little while he said, And the world will see me no more. Me. pronoun, Personal pronoun. Yet a little while in the world, that's the unbelievers, like it was around Gerard's house that day, will see me no more. Yet ye shall see me. Who is ye? The church. Why, you say it's a disciple. Oh, no. no. Ye shall see me. Listen to the rest of us. For I, another personal pronoun, will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. That group of people has been gone two thousand years, but so he's still in this group of people. And when this group sees, he'll be in another group of people. Is that right? He'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can touch him till he'll turn. Is that right? He's the same Lord Jesus. He's the same one that said, only believe. Even in the face of death, he said, only believe. Believe what? Believe for the impossible. The doctor's son said the girl, she might have died of cancer, for all I know. I couldn't tell you what she died with, but she was dead. No matter what she died with, she was dead. The girl was already, as soon as anyone died, immediately they had bombed her body. They came out and veered them by an hour or two later. And then from the distance from where Jesus had to come, it's probably been more than a couple hours since she died. And when Jesus got to her, the worse she was, laying there, Jairus had to breathe for the impossible. But impossible melt away like a snowball or a hot red stone when Jesus Christ speaks. They—you're—you're you're scared to just settle down drives his heart moved steady as he walked up there, knowing that Christ told him these words and he believed. Peter asked him one night, said, If the deed you bid me come to you on the water, Jesus said, Come. That's all Peter had to hear. Come. He jumped out of the boat and started running to meet him. And even on his road, when Peter comes, he saw the big waves, the white cap bursting probably his high as this building. He got scared. And as soon as he got scared. See, he got his mind off of what Christ said, Come! He got scared. He got his eyes on the symptoms. And he began thinking. Now you take this in your heart tonight, that Jesus said this, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. It'll be given to you. And he said, If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The things that I do shall you also. greater, because I go to my Father." He did not claim to be a healer. He only claimed to do just as God showed him by vision. Jesus spoke and said he did nothing except God first showed him what to do. The man cannot lie, for he was God. See? He said in St. John 5, 19, "'Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father doing. That gives the Son likewise. Well, if the Son has resurrected and said, The things that I do shall you do also, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world, then the Son of God lives in his church to perform the same things that he did when he was here on earth. If he will come tonight and bless our gathering together, and will perform the same things that he did when he was here on earth. Will you accept him as your Savior and as your healer? May God bless you while we talk to him in prayer, if the sister will come to the Oregon. Here's some handkerchiefs to be prayed over. Now with one card bowed hearts before the Maker. Kind Heavenly Father, we approach Thee to thank Thee for this written word. To realize what a supreme sacrifice has been paid that we could have this word tonight. The most persecuted book in all the world, and yet the greatest seller of all literature that was ever written. It's the It is the absolute one book that every word is infallible. And these things we believe with all of our hearts. In the contents of this book it is written that from the body of St. Paul were taken handkerchiefs and aprons to the sick and the evil spirits went out of them and the diseases and they were healed because they seen that Paul was sent from you. they seen him have visions and what he said come to pass and they believed him. And they believed that whatever he touched was blessed, and they have taken off of his body handkerchiefs and aprons. dear God, as long as this Bible is read here on earth, I believe there will be somebody who will have that kind of faith. And tonight I'm thankful to be speaking to a group of that people that believe this just the to same today. Now, I lay hands upon these handkerchiefs because the people have brought them in faith. Realize we're not St. Paul. But you're still the same Jesus. And it was you, Lord, that the people were looking to, in your service, Paul the Apostle. Paul's hands were like any other man, but their respect to you through him, knowing that you were chosen, he was chosen of you. And they feared God. And I pray now that you'll bless these handkerchiefs and when they're laid up on the sick and afflicted, may the evil spirits go out of people. That poor old mother waiting tonight, that little sick baby waiting for these handkerchiefs. When it's laid up on them, may they rise and be made well. Send the Holy Spirit, Lord. May He come into our midst just now and reproduce to we the believers tonight. Not because that you would have to do it but for a confirmation of his word which we believe, saying the things that I do for you also. May he come tonight and confirm that word with signs and wonders, great outstanding miracles. May he who stood by Paul and Silas stand by us tonight, spreading forth his great arms of glory over this building and maze the power of God catch every heart just now and may there not be a feeble one among us when we leave and as we go may we stay like those from Emmaus did not our hearts burn within us may you do something like you did that night you done something in a way you did it no other man could do it just the way you did breaking that bread and now Father in this prayer line tonight, do something that they'll know that no other man can do it but you. And then we'll go away with the same blessings, to rejoice, to join with the rest of the people in this city, and say our hearts burn with innocence. Come see the man that told me all things that I ever done, like the Samaritan woman. And we'll bow our heads humbly and give thee praise, while we ask it in the name of thy beloved Son, Jesus. Amen. that people wondered about that. See, look, all prophets, seers, poets, inspired people always are considered by the world neurotic. I believe Stephen Foster was the greatest uh, folk songwriter America ever had. Many of you know Stephen Foster's literature, the old folks at home, Swanee River, old Kentucky home. That old Kentucky home just across the river from where I live. One day sitting there not long ago at his death, where valued, I forget how many thousand dollars years ago, where he wrote that famous song, The Old Kentucky Home. I was sitting there looking at this picture, and supposed to be an angel that touched him, giving his inspiration. Fine looking man. The Swanee Hotel, not long ago, one of the Stanley Jones, down in Florida. I was thinking the same thing. I thought, Mr. Foster, you had it in the head, but not the heart. He would get up an inspiration. He was born under that sign for a writer. You can't do it, it's the gift of God. You know, so when the inspiration would be on him, he'd write a song. Then when it left him, not knowing God in the way of salvation and power, he would he would come out of it he, he wouldn't know what to do. He'd go out and be on a drum. And finally, he'd come out from under it one day and had a servant to bring him a razor and he committed suicide. Not long ago, when Brother Moore—I'm not sure I believe Brother Moore—yes, Brother Moore was with me in England—we stood to the grave of William capper that famous poet that wrote that lovely song, There is of Fountain, filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, when sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty things. When he wrote that song, he came come out of the inspiration. He tried to find the river to commit suicide. He didn't know where he was at. In England, he's branded as a neurotic. That was poet. Look at prophets. Look at Jonah. We're speaking of a while ago. After he is kept alive in that whale's belly for three days and nights, come up into Nineveh and walked through that street, giving his, his, his prophecy to a city the size of St. Louis, Missouri. And he gave his prophecy with such force, So even they put sackcloth on their animals in repentance, went up on the hill and sat down under a little tree, and when the inspiration left him, he prayed God to take his life. He didn't know where he was at. Look at Elijah, who went up on Mount Carmel and challenged the whole nation. Come prove who is God? He stood there on that mountain that day and laughed at the prophets of Balaam. Walked out there and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known today that our God and I am your servant. And the power of God fell and licked up the water and took up the sacrifice, then stood right down and bowed his little head between his bony body and prayed. And God sent rain on the same day. When it hadn't rained for three years and six months, not even do it, fell. Now look, what a powerful man. And then run out into the wilderness at the threat of a woman and wandered in that wilderness for forty days and nights, and when God found him, he'd back in a cave somewhere. Is that right? So what are you doing in there Elijah? There you are. So don't wonder. Just remember, I'm trying to base these things on the Scripture so you'll know that what I'm telling you, everything is thus saith the Lord. It's based in the Scripture. Okay. So it has haven't been taught by theologians, of course, but the Holy Spirit is teaching it now the, to the people. They're finding it in their hearts. May the Lord bless. Let's see. We've just been calling about Fifteen people at time the twenty. Let's just call tonight. M. Let's start back towards the first. Let's begin. at Twenty. Let's begin. At twenty guys. Who has M twenty? Grab your M twenty. Raise up your hand. M20? Alright, ladies, come over here. M21. 22. M22. Is the prayer card here? M22. Thank you, sir. M23. 23. Is M23 here? Would you raise up your hand? M23. Thank you. 24. M24, would you raise up All right. M25, your hand. Alright. M25, would you raise up your hand. M25, 26. All right. 27. 28. 29. 30. Yeah. 30, 31. 32. 33. 34. 35. Coming. Now, the prayer cards are giving out twice a day. Given out once in the afternoon at three o'clock between two thirty, I guess, in the evening. and the next is given out between 6.00 and 7.00 in the evening. Come for your prayer card in one of those times. These people coming to the platform with these prayed for theres not one second in assurance that they'll be healed. God, in their faith, has, as far as healing, if you believe me to be God's servant, I'll tell you this and listen closely. Every person in this building is heal now. I've made that on, thus saith the Lord. As far as God is concerned, and every sinner in here is saved right now, and it has been since you sinned. But it'll never do you any good for either one, for your healing or your salvation, until you accept it as your own personal property. Then it comes in effect. When I put my name on a piece of, on a deed that you all, if somebody give me, it becomes legally mine name. And Jesus Christ has given every one of you and I, every person in here, every believer, a checkbook. And at the bottom it's got his name signed to it. Just fill it out and send it in tonight and see if he'll recognize it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The cashiers are a little busy sometimes, but he'll get to it. Just recently while they're getting the line lined up over there, I was praying for a woman. Two women it was. Uh, Can I have your attention closely while I tell you this so you'll understand? And I, a woman come by, and I watch what he says. After about one or two people, I become su- kind of subconscious. I know I'm here, but I'm not just. It's, you just I just want to try to explain because you can. But anyhow, the woman was told she had a, a serious stomach trouble. And watch now, I might tell you go after I come out of the vision, say go and the Lord bless you. That's me saying that. Go and Jesus Christ make you whole. That's uh, Sometimes I see it turns dark around the person and I know death's so on them they're going to, go to die. I never tell them that. Not that I'm glad to tell them. Because even though God could pronounce death on that person, yet their prayer could change that. I want to see if you say amen to that. It did do it once. There's a prophet by the name of Isaiah who went up and told Hezekiah that thus saith the Lord, you're going to come die right there, you're not coming off the of bed. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and wept bitterly and said, Lord, I beseech you to consider me. I walk before you with a perfect heart. Yes. And he wanted fifteen years' extension and the prophet now why didn't God talk why didn't God talk to Hezekiah? He was the greatest man in the whole Israelite kingdom, is that right? Yes. He was a king. And do you believe he was talking to Jehovah? The Bible said he was. Yes. He was why didn't Jehovah talk back to him? God has ways of doing things. Instead of telling Hezekiah, Hezekiah standing face to face with Jehovah, saying, Jehovah, if you'll spare me for 15 years, consider me, will you, with tears running down his cheeks. I know your prophet just come and told me I was going to die, so I know he's a prophet, and I know what he says is your word, and I'll pray for you to spare me, because I've got something I want to do for your kingdom, and so forth, and he reads it out with him like he would with any man. And God, instead of speaking right back to the king over his people, stops the prophet, They go tell him I heard him. Could you imagine Isaiah coming back to that crowd? Here Isaiah come walking out from the king. There was a, the dignity, standing around the gate. What about it, great prophet of God? What about our king? Thus saith the Lord, he's going to die. That's settled. Walked on down here at the gate, out the side of that to the soldiers. What do you say, prophet? What about our king? Thus saith the Lord, he's going to die. Going out to the poor people, stand at the gate. Oh, great prophet! What saith the Lord about our king? Thus saith the Lord, your king is going to die. Yet, thus saith the Lord. And then God going him, said, Go right back and tell him that he's not going to die. What happened? Prayer. The most powerful weapon that was ever put in and there among anybody. I didn't see Isaiah walking back there and Pardon me, he's going to live. <laughs> thus saith the Lord, he's going to live. Thus saith the Lord,
1: what done it? Prayer. Hmm.
0: Changes things. Is that right? So many times on the platform and see it turn dark, I just say, go ahead, the Lord bless you. See, The Lord makes you well. But when you hear speak out, thus sayeth the Lord, mark that down in your book see what happens. That's, see, I have no way. He said that. When I'm speaking, it's not me under inspiration. It's not me. It's him. That, that pillar of fire that you see in the picture, that woman was told, just stomach trouble. Ready? Just a moment. The woman told the stomach trouble, Thus saith the Lord, You're going to be well. Go eat. And a woman come behind her, had a lump on her throat, and told her just the same, she was going to be healed. The woman, when she left the platform, she felt for her lump. It was still there. She went off the platform rejoicing. She said, If God could inspire that person to tell me what was in my life, I'd be daring to disbelieve that what he said wouldn't come to pass. That's right. The Bible said, Go ye and want no more. Go ye and what? Sin no more. What is sin? Unbelief. Go ye and disbelieve no more, or a worse thing will come upon you. So don't even come in the line. You're not raised to believe. See? Go ye and disbelieve no more, or a worse thing will come. The woman went home to She tried to eat, and every time she'd eat, just burn her up. She couldn't do it. Weeks passed, six weeks or more. She's still believing. And one morning, her children all went to school. And she got so hungry, and she picked up a little piece of toast and eat it, it didn't come back up. She thought that's strange. Real funny feeling come over, she ate some oats, it didn't come up, so she drank a cup of coffee. It stayed down too. But she just felt so good, she said, I believe I'll run down and tell my neighbor. And down the street she went with her little shawl on her down there, a little woman about in her thirties, and she run down to tell the other woman, said, oh, sister, she started to tell her when she, go tell her what happened, and when she knocked at the door, she heard somebody screaming. And she opened the door and ran, and there was a woman standing in the floor screaming atop top of the voice. The lump had just left this throat. And they come to find out, and they followed me over to a meeting in Chicago, and stood and testified and said, What happened, Brother Brown? Well, I said, Do you not know that sometimes when you pray, the angels of God can't get to you at that time? Daniel prayed one time there's 21 days for the angels to get to him, is that right? But when God has spoken anything, it has to come to pass. What was it? The angel of God knows those people know what God had pronounced, and he was going through that neighborhood right then, hunting them women up, performing what he said would come to pass. What if they disbelieved? What if they lost faith? See, believe. No matter what comes or goes, believe anyhow. Now, if I tell the truth, God will testify the truth. God will never testify to an error. It'll always testify to. So may the Lord bless you while we. Once more, let's sing this slowly like this. Not only believe, let's just raise our hands and say, Now I believe. All together, now. Now I believe. by our Lord, the things that I do shall you do also, and greater, for I go unto my Father. In Jesus' name I ask this, amen. Now, be reverent, don't move around, and do just as you're told to do. Remember that. I'm not responsible for critics. Anything happens to a critic, I'm not responsible. To a Christian believer, yes. Now in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every spirit in here under my control for the glory of God."
1: As
0: far as I know, there's not a person in the prayer line that I know or have ever seen in my life. I don't know of any out there, but I know anything else. How many in here that's sick tonight hasn't got a prayer card, and yet you want God to heal you, raise your hand. But just everywhere. Now the thing I ask you to do is believe this. Believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did then, the the things that he did then, he promised that them would follow his church until he returned again, and believe that I am here tonight as his servant, not worthy, unmerited grace, Why I am here tonight. But by sovereign grace and election of God, God has sent me as a witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then believe him, and if a word that I would say if I have told the truth, God will testify of the truth. That's right. Now I must talk to the woman because His spirit all around. And I'm conscious now that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is near where I'm standing. The angel of God that you see in the picture here is just real close to where I am right now. And now, if Jesus of Nazareth is standing here with these clothes on, could he heal anybody? No. The only thing that he could do would save I healed you when I died for you. I did everything that I could right there. But now to this woman, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he to this woman here, he had talked to her like he did the woman at the well. Why do you think Jesus talked to the woman at the well for? To contact her spirit. He said, "Bring me a drink." She said, "Well, it's not customary for Jews to ask Samaritans." So. Said, "But if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. I give you waters. You didn't come here to draw." And she said, while the well was deep and the conversation went on, from Jesus found where her trouble was, she said, go get your husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, Ryan, you got five. She said, come see a man that told me everything I've done. She said, I perceive that you're a prophet. She said, Messiah is coming, and he'll know those things, he'll be able to tell us those things. I know you're a prophet. But when Messiah comes, he'll tell us all things, he says, I am he who speaks with you. Now if he's the same yesterday and forever, and his anointing is with his church, unworthy, yet to fulfill his word, then talking to you would be contacting your spirit, is that right? Then you know, sister, if I could do anything for you to help you and wouldn't do it, I'd be a brute. But the only thing that I could do would be to help you in some way. like. Preach the gospel. That's why God set some to preach the gospel, some to teach the gospel, some to play music, some to be deacons, some to speak with tongues, and some to interpret tongues, and some to uh, to pray for the sick, and some prophets. Is that right? All those are setting the church for what? To edify the church, to bring the church together. Now, we're living in the closing of this world's history. The time is at hand. The Gentile dispensation is winding up, just like he did with the Jews, he's showing a great measure of grace to them, making his last call, so the unbelievers will blaspheme the Holy Ghost and be worthy of the the condemnation their victims receive. But how blessed those will be that will stand out and outshine the stars that will believe on Him in his great works of this day. Now, I'm not standing here to read your mind, sister. I'm only standing here to see what he'll tell me. If he will tell me, we're strangers, aren't we? I guess this is our first time ever seeing each other in all the world. I don't know nothing about you, and you know nothing about me. But now, if Jesus is raised from the dead, then if he was standing here, which he is, well, he would know what was wrong with him, what you've done, and what you should do, and anything like he said to Nathaniel, I saw you when you were under the tree. He believed it. Now, if God would come here to me, and us perfect strangers, and say something like that through me, the same Jesus, say something like that through me to you. You'd have to believe him, not you'd have to believe him, or oh, may he grant it. The first thing, you're you're suffering with a, an arthritis. Isn't that right? I see you trying to get up when it's worst of ever of a morning. You have to turn some easy to get out the side of the bed. I see you moving out. and your prayer, you try to pray then. Simply, God bless your heart. That's the truth, isn't it? Now, that wasn't me. That was Him. Now, I could do no more about it. i never seen the woman, yet in a vision. The best I remember of what happened, seeing her vision, that she was in a room and she was trying to get out of the bed sideways, and there's something wrong with her, it. it was stiffened in her body. Now, that's true. Now, that's just what our Master said to the woman. He found her trouble. Now, she's to believe. Is that right? Well, now, if I talk to her more, just stand and talk to her a little while, and he, he might say other things. But to save all the prayer lines or something like that? Well, then, it just weakens you more and more. Now, it's just annoying; It just begins to moving right now. I'll just talk to a minute. Look here just a minute, ladies. I want to talk to you again just a moment. For God's glory. And see, I believe it was uh, something stiffening in your body was wrong. See, you, you, you're a believer, and you are healed of that. But it's something you've had. Past- no you have been. You, you've been seriously ill. Uh, I see doctors around you some reason. It's a, it's a gland trouble, a serious—and I see them walk away shaking their head, and they give you a year to live. That's a, is that right? But say, that's been longer ago. You wasn't quite as great as you are now, and it was have been about two years ago. Is that right? Is that true? You're not from this city, but you're from near here. It's a place where it's got something like a dale, a Avondale. Is that right? Return to Avondale and get well in the name of the Lord the Jesus Christ. And i Have faith. Believe with all your heart. You'll see the glory of God. As Jesus said, did not I tell you only believe. How do you do? Now this would be a perfect example of the repeat of Saint John the Fourth Chapter. When Jesus came to a, a Samaritan woman. It was a racial affair as they have now. The Samaritans and the the Jews, they had kind of a little racial affair like white and colored. But Jesus let her know quickly that God was with those who worshiped him in spirit and truth. The middle wall was being tore down. That's what it is today. And the same Jesus that saves me saves you. The same heaven is open for all tribes of the earth. There's no middle wall of petition, and we stand this night as it was then. And you stand, and I stand this church, to represent him to you in a way of increasing your faith for your healing. And I trust that God will do something that will increase your faith so that you'll get healed and be made well. But I see now, I see a, a boy and a girl, It's a, it's a brother and a sister. And there's something happened to them. They're they're away from you. It's in an institution. It's a mental condition. And they're in another country, California. Is that right? Come here. Oh God, who created the heavens and earth, let it be known that God, to God, I pray that you will deliver those people from the power. Of the be and in Jesus name, may it be done. Ourselves. Amen.
1: God bless you,
0: sister. You believe with all your heart, and you shall have what you have. Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart, and God will grant it. Your friend that helps your pocketbook? What do you think about that, lady? You think that's wonderful? You do? You believe me to be God's prophet? You're suffering too, aren't you? If I can tell you what's wrong with you by the power of God, will you accept God's Son as your healer? You have all that trouble, is that right? That's right, raise up your hand. Then stand up on your feet and be made well in the name of Jesus Christ. Have faith. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, raised from the dead. You say you read that woman's mind. Well then Jesus perceived her thoughts. He did the same thing then, didn't he? Amen. Have faith in God. Believe God. Is this a patient Come here, sir. Suppose we're strangers to each other. We do not know one another. But you're a believer, I can tell you as soon as you come here, your faith is welcoming to me. I know you're a Christian. If you're a Christian and my brother, I'm your brother with the same merit of grace as Jesus Christ. If I could heal you, I would do it. I cannot, because that only lays in Jesus Christ. But as God servants with the divine gift that was ordained of God. When the world first started, God ordained that I should come and practice this gospel in this last day. Believe this? God bless you. You're from away from home, too. You're from California, Long Beach. You have something wrong with your lungs and your liver. Yes, ain't you got a handkerchief you want to give me from some woman? Yes, uh, she got heart trouble, hasn't she? Yes, yes. Aren't you a minister of the gospel? Take that to her in the name of Jesus Christ and be made well. Amen. Have faith in God. Just believe him, he's here. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Sister, you're just waving your hands, because you have been reverent to God, your arthritis has left you. Stand up on your feet, stomp your feet up and down, it's all gone, the stiffness has gone from your legs, you're healed. God bless
1: you.
0: Let us say praise God in giving praise. We thank the Heavenly Father for the magnificent works of the Holy Ghost, which is now present to do the exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could do or think. Blessed be the name. Amen. Oh, he is so wonderful. What'd you jump up for just a minute, Miss, a while ago, Mister? You know you were healed, isn't you? Isn't that right? Yes, sir. That's right. You had you had um, a stomach trouble and a heart trouble too, isn't that right? That's right. Raise up your hand. He healed you, Dan. God bless you. You were healed. I just want to confirm it to you. Now you go home and be well. God be with you. Is this the patient's phone, uh, Brother Moore? Excuse me, huh? All right, come, lady. Do you believe me to be God's prophet, uh-uh. servant? or whatever you want to call it, I'm just a servant, and nothing I am. It's just him now, I'm—well, he's him, and you're you're conscious that you're in the presence of something. You know it's not a man. And if I could heal you, I would do it, but I have no way of doing it. But our Lord Jesus Christ has a way of doing it. Now look on me, just a moment, and like Peter said as he passed through the beautiful gates to the crippled man, look on us, or Elijah said to Jehoshaphat, if it wasn't for the presence of Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look towards you, the king of Judah, Israel. You've had trouble. You've had an operation, and that was something in the back, like a kidney. And it wasn't successfully. They tied that kidney to something. It was altogether a mistake. And the doctor that performed that is in an institution, mentally upset and gone. Come here. Great Jehovah God, have mercy. I pray that you'll heal this woman and heal the doctor. He didn't mean to do it, Lord. I pray for them both. That through one trying to help the other. Now, Lord, help them both. For Satan you hid from the doctor, but you can't hide from God. Come out of it. In the name of Jesus Christ. May you both be made well. God bless you. Have faith. Just pray, just believe. You can see the glory of God. You put up your hand there, sir. Leaning up like that, you want to get with that high blood pressure. You believe that God's gonna make you well. You believe that God healed you. You praying then, wasn't you? You praying for me to speak something to you. He heard you. You're healed now. You can go home. Be made well. <laughs> the little lady there was praying also next there, yes, the one there was there lung trouble. He, he healed you too, so you can go home and be made well also. God bless you. Come bring. Bring the man. How do you do, sir? I suppose that we are strangers, sir. Uh, have never seen you in my life, know nothing of you. We're just two men who met here in this world, standing here before this audience of people. And uh, the God of heaven knows both of us, he's fed us all the days of our lives. If if Jesus Christ, his Son, has risen from the dead and been made manifest in his, in his church, to perform the things that he did in the days gone by. Then, if I am testifying truth, then he knows all about you. Is that right? I see the man going away from me. You've had a trouble, a parallelism in your face since the child. You've had that little boy, dark hair, paralyzed in the face. You're suffering now with an alterated stomach. That's caused through smoking cigarettes. You smoke cigarettes. You shouldn't do it. Say, by the way, I see you as a rosary or—you've been a Catholic and just recently converted. Is that right? And you're concerned about your father and mother—they're Catholic, yes. They're not bare hearted. No, no. Your mother has bare no. heart veins in her leg, and your father has heart trouble. Is that right? No, no, no. Go take the gospel to them in the name of Jesus Christ, and may they. Happy. You yeah,
1: please.
0: You don't feel that heart trouble with your hands up there, ladies sitting there? Do you? You don't know, feel Stand up on your feet. Our lady, you sit next to you got stomach trouble. You don't want to get over the stomach trouble? Stand up on your feet. The rest of you want to be healed? Stand up on your feet. I challenge everyone to be in the name of Jesus Christ.
1: Stand on your feet. Oh God, you make and Pour your blessings upon this audience. I condemn every ever, even found the people. Come out of them in the name of Jesus Christ.